0: We have a million other things that we could be talking about, we could be doing it right now. I think that my duty is to other human beings. You don't gotta fuck with me, I fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? These people that buy my brand, they fucks with me. You think that I see because you're in such pain that you see you you think that everybody sees how much in pain you are. Because I'm, I'm coming out a little bit stronger this year. Like, I'm getting everybody. People that are coming to me to help healing, they, they literally live right here. All right, y'all. I am here. Y'all know how I do. It's Tell the Truth Tuesday on a Wednesday. Technically, it is Thanksgiving week. It is November 27, 2019. So today's show is called Cowardly Lying. And I just am blown away each and every day by the lessons that I'm learning, especially when you commit yourself. to really doing the work So we talk a lot about shadow work We talk a lot about people the, the biggest things in life that hurts you Are the things that you lie to yourself And you lie to others about Okay, And so I recently just had an epiphany this week That actually moved me to tears I was talking to my sister uh, Beautiful C.A.J. out in Jersey And we are talking about a situation That happened um, a couple years back And we were talking about the situation, and the situation was that I had met a guy, we vibed, we connected, everything was great, flew me out, we hung out, everything is great, and I find out subsequently later on that he's in an extended long-term relationship. Now, this affects everything because of the fact that you're asking me to be in a long-term committed relationship, you know, did I want kids, you know, would I move, you know, just things like that, right? So... When I go over, and, and ladies, let me, let me explain something to you. So a lot of times we beat ourselves up because we ignored the red flags. So in a 30-day period, I didn't get any red flags back then. I didn't, I didn't, there was nothing about this man that would have told me that someone loved him. There was nothing about this man that would have told me that, like, his phone was, you know, right there all the time. He didn't have another phone. Nice-looking guy. You know, did I think he was single, single, like, wasn't fucking nobody, no. But did I did I think that it was this long-standing big deal. So then I find out that the woman actually lives out of town. Like I'm talking major out of town. Like I'm talking like, yeah, it's it's an and what he does for a living like I wouldn't I, I don't I don't know how that relationship was going to work. So I was talking to Asia about sacrifices we make for our men and when we get married and things like that. And I was talking to her about my ex-husband, and I said, you know, as a wife, right, wherever my husband goes, that's where I go, right? So when I first got married, I met my husband. We got married a couple months later after meeting. Yes, things like that happened. We were married for some years and divorced. We have our son. And my ex-husband was a coach um, with the Pirates. He was a pitching coach because he was a catcher. So, you know, he worked, you know, did what he did. And we lived in a penthouse across the street from PNC Park in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, that's where my son was conceived. And he came in the house one day and he says, you know what, I want to go through the system, I want to play. So he doesn't want to coach anymore and make the close to six figures he wants to play. So, which means that he would have taken a pay cut because when baseball players go through the system, they have to go through double A, triple A, single A, whatever, whatever. He was fortunate enough, I think he was in triple A, so he says, well, we have to move to Tampa. I just recently found out that I was pregnant with our son. And my whole family is in Pittsburgh. The rest of my family is, you know, here in Niagara Falls. So I just, because that's my husband, I'm like, okay, he's going to Tampa, I'm going to Tampa. Just so happens that that's how I ended up in Tampa for seven years. That's actually where my son was born. So I left everything and everybody to go be with my husband because my husband was someone that, um he just, he needed to be loved on all the time. He needed guidance. He needed me to help him do certain things as a wife would do, okay? So we get to Tampa. We don't know anybody. We just took like a $70,000 a year pay cut. That's okay because I'm with my husband, and, he, and, and this, is, this is what you do. This was not nothing for me to have to not buy Gucci or not buy Fendi or not, you know what I mean? We have a baby now. So I went to work. So off and on, I was a stay-at-home mom during, like, the first five years of my son's life until we subsequently moved here. So when we got down there, we take this huge pay cut. We end up living, going from a penthouse into a studio apartment in Valrico, Florida. Then we moved on up, got us a one-bedroom when the baby was born, and subsequently later on, I ended up in a three-bedroom condo, townhouse, and, you know, things got better, okay? But I duped it out with my, you know, with my ex-husband because, that's what you do when you love people and you want to make sure that they feel loved. Right. So I don't know how relationships exist when you have these huge cadences of time. And then, you know, I've talked to you women before about withholding sex in relationships. A lot of men apologize with their dick. I've told y'all that before. A lot of men um, say, I love you with their dick. That's just some, not all. So, it's very difficult for me now. I'm I'm a person I like long distance relationships because they work for me because of my job because my son you know I'm a hands on parent I'm all you know I'm up here his dad's in Texas you know remarried and everything so I really just don't have time for like people to be playing with me or wasting my time so I was talking to C Asia about the situation that I was in a couple years back. And how hurt I was when I found out that dude was in this pending long-term situation because I literally, there is nothing about me that says that I would, A, enter into a relationship with you had I known that. But, B, I also had just did a show recently around that time stating that 95% of the time, if you tell a woman the truth, she's going to rock with you anyway. If she fucks with you like that, if you're giving her everything that she wants with inside her relationship with you, she will do nothing but continue that relationship because how is she at a deficit? She's not. You're both getting what you want. So whether that's some trinkets for her, some flights out, some alone time with you, some nasty sex, whatever it is, she's getting what she wants. I am a woman that is in the end going to always get what I want because if you don't give it to me, not that someone else will, I'll just go do it myself. So... I was talking to Ciaja about the situation, and she says, if, if she had known me then, she would have told me, you cannot leave this man. My other homegirl said the exact same thing. She said, you can't leave him alone. She said, because you guys had already built something. I said, dude, we 30 days in at the time. I'm like, he's got to go because you lied. And Ciaja broke it down to me like this, and she said, the men that lied to you, Denise are the men that know that they don't have a chance with you in real life anyway. So whatever their situation was, right, they know that in the end you don't have to talk to them. The man that comes to you and tells you the truth understands that he has a chance to be in your life long term or to possess you or to be, you know, sitting with you on the throne, so he's not going to lie to you because he understands that you can handle whatever, and he's already chosen what your designation to him was. So I said, wow, that makes a lot of sense. And I said, but why would you want me to continue to talk to somebody that had lied to me? And I said, you know what? I said, I told you to FaceTime me the next day, because really, had the man FaceTimed me, I just wanted to see his face, so I can hear the sincerity in your words, because you typed me a lot at the time. And had the man FaceTimed me, I actually was instructed not to say anything to you at all. I was instructed to listen to what you had to say and then to ask you, what would you propose that we do now? Because it's too easy for me to walk away from something that I already built, even though I gave you the blueprint to build with me and you still failed because you lied. Right? So... I'm thinking like my friends are crazy at this time because I'm like, why would you tell me to do this? He betrayed me. Now, I know that this particular gentleman probably thinks that I was going to drag him and do all this like I had done the others. He's heard my shows. I'm not trying to be funny, but you were not that important in my life just yet. For me to be angry, I was hurt, but I wasn't angry. Angry is an emotional side effect of some deeper feelings, right? So I'm not going to be angry at you because we're not that invested just yet. We're just at a crossroads. We're just in a place where we can, um, we can try to decipher how the relationship is going to play out because we already know that it may not be an eternal thing because you've already fucked it up by lying. What I can tell you is that I would have been interested in hearing how you were going to fucking fix it. I told y'all on several shows before, all any woman ever wants a man to do is fix some shit. You fuck up, fix it. Yes, there are some certain, you know, cardinal things that you shouldn't be doing, but you're going to have to beg me. You're going to have to send money to dollar sign 716 cbd my cash app. You're going to have to do something. That's going to make me understand that you know that you did some shit that was wrong, but that you at least value me and my time and our time together enough that you would be willing to pay on any level to be able to have those moments and that feeling again. At the time, my friends also instructed me I wouldn't go see him for his birthday because that's too fresh. Because I had, you know, a whole situation planned out for the birthday, you know, the apartment, making dinner, mac and cheese, collard green, baked chicken, you know, doing some tacos the next day, having a dinner party with my friends. See, Asia was actually one of the friends that was coming over with her man. And the whole situation, you done met family members, like shit like that. You, you know, so so in the end, I get to be selfish too sometimes, right? So my friends had you... FaceTime that day like I instructed you to. I gave you a direct order to do something. So I don't know if you're being arrogant, if you were being arrogant at the time, or if you were just whatever, but you didn't do what I needed you to do, what I needed you to do. And I was off that day to be able to sit and have a conversation with you about what was going on. I had got my hair done that day. Everything was good. Not saying that we wouldn't have had some strife, but I would have told you, why don't you set up a time that we could sit down face-to-face in person, you bring me out to where you at, and we're going to talk because now everything's out on the table. So I had this conversation with C-Asia, and she was telling me, you know, just about men and things like that. And I said to her, I said, why does this keep happening to me? I keep attracting these men that they're just they're broken, they're fucked up, you know, the women in their lives, starting with their mothers, did certain abusive things to them And then now they're, you know, because I'm a cancer I'm a nurturer, but I'm also bad, I'm a fucking nutcase I'm not the person that you want to be You know what I'm saying, betraying Because I wouldn't do that to you So what ends up happening Is, is that um, We end up Talking and C.A. says to me She says, Denise, you know that you live in the shadows And that's a conversation that we'll have later on I talk about it on my church show and if I'm a shadow worker, right, so not only do I attract the men that I like, because I think it's a myth, I think it's bullshit when we say you attract, like attracts like and shit like that, right, so if I'm broken, I'm attracting broken people, which means I have more healing to do. But when I'm attracting men that literally every year at the same time, some mysterious man <laughs> just comes, he's got all these issues, he lies to me about something, I end up having to cut him off, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm celibate for a year Because I would just rather the fuck not, right? So I respect the man that comes to me and tells me straight up, look, I'm in a situation I've been in for decades. I'm not going nowhere, but I would like to sit down and share and spend some time with you, get to know you. I don't question that shit. Everybody has needs. Everybody has desires. Everybody has passions. But at least you told me because now I can protect myself right, so whether that's sexually, whether that's publicly, because everything that you do has a consequence, you know, and so I respect that more than the, the cat that's lying, because now you're disrespecting other women, you're disrespecting me, you're not, you know, respecting my body at some point, you may not, that's not okay, okay, so I would have told you had you FaceTimed that my girlfriends actually were rooting for that particular relationship because they saw when I came home I was so happy. And I was like, wow, you know, made plans, was, was you know, looking at schedules, trying to make sure that things are in, in in alignment so that I could see this person as much as I could. I would have also told you that, you know, you need to cash at me some money, which at the time I think it was Venmo or whatever it was or PayPal that was in use. And like I said, if anybody wants to send me anything, it's dollar sign 716 cbt <laughs> Look, at least send me some plane ticket money, something. But anyway, um, but I prefer money to go get my nameplate necklace because that's what I want to buy myself for, you know, just because I never had one. But that's a, a joke between me and my friends. But the point of the matter is, is that we get into these relationships with these men that are broken. And Ciaja says to me, if you're a true shadow worker, you cannot leave him. And I was like, what? And she's like, because. He was attracted to you in the first place because he needed healing. And when you offered him that within just talking to him and just within loving on him, loving on, not like being in love, right? You offered him that. You gave him everything that he wanted. So now he's not depleted. Did it deplete you? I said, no. I actually, I felt great, which sometimes when you deal with people that have energy issues, they'll deplete your energy, and that's not going to work because you can't you can't function like that. That's why when I do Reiki, C. Rossi used to always tell me, stop hugging my, my patients and clients after because it's a transference of energy again. They're trying to take my energy. Energy vampires are real. But that's not what was happening in this case, and that's how you know it was pure. There were love intentions. Everything was fine. So – she said, if you're a real shadow worker, you can't leave people like that. She said, because he needed you, and that's why you have to go back. You know, you should have you went back. So I start crying because I'm talking to C.A.J. Asian. I said, but I'm tired of this. And she said, but then you can't call yourself a shadow worker then. We know that you see people at their worst. We know that you help these men and you help these girls. You know, y'all, y'all talk a lot about these girls. I told you about 10 years ago, I stopped co-signing y'all calling a lot of women whores and junkies and shit like that, especially if you was fucking them, because what does that make you? So instead of me trying to assassinate someone's character who's already dead on the inside, and I've been there, I try to help them and make them understand you don't have to do that. Because if you face whatever it is that's causing you to want to take that drink or to want to do those drugs or to want to, you know, have these, you know, thoughts of of homicide and suicide, if you face that head on, you won't have to do that. So this upsets me because that's the truth of it. The truth of it is, is that I was put there to actually help heal someone, right? And so a lot of people are going to say, well, that's selfish because you're not getting anything out of it. No, I would have. I would have gotten something out of it. More healing right? I told y'all before that not all relationships end in marriage. That doesn't mean that you don't love somebody. It doesn't mean that you don't care about them. It just means that that might not have been what the actual purpose was for. So in knowing that and walking in my power, now I'm upset because now I'm understanding why I attract the men that I attract is because 100% of them needed some level of healing. And if I was unable to do it for them, Okay, usually after I left them alone, because now I'm not getting what I need, now I'm being depleted, I'm not going to do that, right, they spiral. Jail, on drugs, you know, suicide attempts, shit like that, that has nothing to do with me, it just means that that's, when you don't have someone that's walking um, in their purpose in your life, and you don't have someone that genuinely cares about you, empowers you, is trying to love on you in your life, that is a detriment, It is a demonic presence and you should get rid of it. So and I'm also a hedonist, so I'm always someone that's gonna make myself feel good. It makes me feel good to make people happy. It makes me feel good to be loved on. I'm a girly girl in that sense. I like to be hugged on and loved on and kissed and you know caressed and you know, feel safe. But when people lie to me, I don't feel safe. I feel like at any given time I could be attacked. I feel, you know, and y'all know I got PTSD. You know, I've been in severely abusive relationships where they they could have ended in certain, in, in certain death. So when you're dealing with someone that doesn't even want to tell you the truth, like how much did you really fuck with me like that? How much did you really like me? Because I can't say. I also feel like, you know, that situation could have been avoided if you would have just told me up front because then I, just, I would have never talked to you again. So there is a consequence and money owed because you wasted my time. Now, I know that this particular person thinks that I was going to drag him like I did the dude that I was engaged to in Houston. Different story. Different story because we were friends for 10 years, right? I didn't know the real him, but we were friends. Then when we had our little, you know, tryst or whatever happened, The second time around, because I dealt with him years prior and then, you know, cut it off because I was like, in order for us to salvage the friendship, because we're friends first, we need to cut this off because you got me fucked up, okay, and I will not allow this bullshit that you're doing. This is low-level behavior and shit. I'm not here for that. You know, five years later, four years later, when our friend passed and we ended up um, rekindling Everything went so quick because same thing. The man was dying. The man had all these surgeries and a colostomy bag and all this other shit. So that's now that I know that that's what it's what's happening and it's not some cycle, some Groundhog Day thing that I have to continuously repeat. Now I understand and I don't take so much offense to what these Negroes do because you're functioning out of a place of deficit and need. I am completely abundant at this time. Do I have enough light? And love and light, because I'm not really, you know, a love and light person, but do I have enough light to give everybody? Of course not. That's why I choose who I spend my time with very carefully, because I would just rather be by myself, spend my own money, do whatever it is I want to do. So with that being said, I would hope that as the year approaches a close, that If you are in a situation that is unbearable and you're not happy and the other person is not happy and y'all can't work this shit out, I understand that there's titles and mortgages and cars and sometimes kids and everything like that that's involved. I always, since I've been little, have always chose happiness. It doesn't matter if I had to go be broke for two years. I chose to divorce my husband because we were not connecting anymore. He did not protect me financially. That is a big thing for me, right? Because if I'm financially safe, it means that I can function better for you. But if you put me in a position where I could be financially decrepit, we have a fucking problem, and that's not what husbands do. Wives shouldn't do it either. I'm not going to be out buying a bunch of Gucci and Armani and a bunch of other shit and I know that my husband or my significant other is getting ready to do a job change or he's getting ready to go through something. I'm just always paranoid about finances so I act like I don't have no money. Okay? I don't need all that extra shit but now y'all know when I splurge I splurge. A bitch be somewhere on the west coast. Shout out to my girl Britt that just moved out there. She's making her way. She's, she's a nurse. She's getting that money, doing what she needs to do. So especially when I'm about to be an empty nester because my child, you know, he's getting ready to be 16, so i got two years left to decipher what it is that I want to do. I don't have to live here. I can live anywhere in the world I want. So, all, you know, all that pimp game just gets reactivated until it's time for me to go sit my ass down. I'm in a place that the marriage doesn't mean anything to me. I want a partnership. A partnership is no different than a marriage. And like I tell people all the time, one of the reasons I could never be nobody's mistress is because you can't afford this type of fucking silence. You can't afford, like, how the fuck are you going to hide me? And that's why I always frowned upon women that did that, because it's like, in the end, if this man dies, you get nothing. You can't go to the funeral. You look crazy. So it doesn't matter. I I don't care about titles, but, like, I need some level of collateral, which is why I never took my ass down to Florida. Yeah, you could talk all that if you want to. I didn't even want to ring. I need something that lets me know that you are not going to play with me, just like I'm not going to play with you. Time is money, right? So, and I tell people all the time, that that shit right there, that's all dangerous because you're dealing with people's livelihood. You think I wouldn't take somebody's head off if I thought they were trying to sleep with my husband because it's already happened. Right, bitch, you fucking up my investments. You know what I'm saying? You messing up my motherfucking time. Now I ended up divorcing them later. Right? But you men put a lot of women in these type of positions, right? Unknowingly. And if you would have told the truth, if it was meant for me to be with somebody, you would have found a way to be in my life or I would have found a way to be in your life when you were single or when you were able to do, you know, move about freely. Some of the things that y'all are doing and calling a marriage are not a marriage. And some of y'all are functioning without the piece of paper, right, but that really is a marriage. So now C. Asia challenged me to look at marriage for what it actually really is. You know, you don't, you don't leave your man out, out, out the way for eight, nine months out of a year, unless he's in the military. You're asking him to go be single. I agree with that, okay? You don't not feed your man. You don't not set up stable communication and things for the future you just all these things that just don't make sense to me and you men are functioning within that with these women that you chose that probably remind you of your mother that didn't do shit for you either or that abused you or talked to you like you was crazy never told you you was a young king young prince young god nothing this is abuse that's abuse i'm not i'm not abusive in that way i'm not abusive in that way okay I have to really care about you enough to drag you, right? I I really do. And in that particular situation, I was glad that it didn't get to that point where I felt so hurt and betrayed. Like, you know, it was 30 days. But the point of the matter is is that the man was supposed to conjure up a way to say, okay, we can't be friends because that's disrespectful. And it was actually him that was like, we would never be able to be friends after, you know, just the connecting and the bonding that we've been doing, whatever, whatever. While we were out of town. So, my thing is, is that it's just like an investor. So, I, you know, you guys saw on my page at miss.d.scott on Instagram that I had a meeting with my investors uh, yesterday. Meeting went well, wasn't given a budget, wasn't, you know, given any type of statute, no nothing. Just the person was just, you know, the one person was just really interested in the fact that the business, my business, um, 716 CBD will actually be a year old in December, uh, December 17th to be exact. And, um, you know, they're, they're just interested in what we're getting ready to do with that business. So they're just like, what do you need? Do you need a greenhouse? How much does it cost? You know, this is this, this. I don't need a greenhouse because there's other facilities that we can do what we need to do. I have plenty of things that are going on. And It was just really nice to be able to sit and have a conversation with somebody who really wasn't trying to make $5 real quick or put me in a position where I have to leverage everything for them or put me in a position where I'm indebted to them. Am I aware that if I take whatever these people are willing to give me, yeah, I got to flip it, of course. But I'm just more enamored by the fact that somebody thought highly enough of me to say she looks like she's going to go handle her business. 'Cause I don't have a choice. I started some shit, now I have to finish it, and relationships are the same way. So your investment relationships are a lot like your personal relationships. If someone is willing so say someone's willing to say, Okay, I'm gonna give you twenty grand and this is gonna take care of X, Y, and Z and growing this and doing that and doing that, right? By the end of a certain period of time I will hope I will be able to hand that person hundred grand that gave me twenty. Right? But now what you've done is you've created an ally. And I've told you guys about this before, that a lot of men, our men are having problems keeping relationships with women and other men alive so that you have allies, you have a crew. Nobody is out here just dolo. And if you are, that's a very dangerous place to be because you need a team. You need people that someone's going to come through. Someone, got, someone owe you this, let's, let's call him and, and bring back in that favor. I'd rather somebody owe me a favor than owe me some money, truth be told. But I will take the money. So when I was in the meeting like with the investors, it was becoming apparent that this you know, they knew that this was a long term thing, this wasn't something that was gonna get misconstrued. I was trying to, you know, give a little bit more of my portfolio and some of the other things that I've done and some of the other things I've done for other people as far as investments were concerned. And that was that, so it's very refreshing to have somebody that believes in you enough, doesn't really know you that well, and says, "Okay, I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is, just just get me the money back within this amount of time. Let's get the contracts drawn up and just to move forward within this six month period blah blah blah. So really, that's what my happiness was about yesterday because of the fact that you know I was just excited, I was happy you know, and I was ready to move forward in my life in business. So my happiness came from, you know, I know I'm going out of town this weekend because my baby cousin is getting married. I know that, you know, my son is happy, he's healthy. And I know that unequivocally across the board, there are people on this earth that actually care about me and love me enough to want me to be happy. So it just is kind of agitating and hurtful When you realize that there are people that would rather not speak to you, and this has happened to me before, female, male, there are people that would rather not speak to you than to be able to face you and say I was wrong. Not I'm sorry, but I'm wrong. You understand what I'm saying? So I have a a female friend that's in Atlanta, right? She did something that was very disrespectful and fucked up like two years ago, 2017, around the same time. Your mama is still my mama. Your daddy is still my daddy. Your sister is still my sister. Now, I sent cards. I do shit like that because I'm consistent. That's what I do. That's that's why people, I feel safe to invest with me because I'm consistent. I'm going to consistently go get this money. So I will send in cards, birthday cards, whatever, for me and my son, whatever. You choose not to respond. That's fucking on you. But you'll never sit there and say, and I didn't even do shit to you. The one in Texas, you would choose not to speak to me. You know, instead of just saying, you know what, I wasn't in a proper place in my healing. Yes, I still had the other Instagram pages, and I'm sorry about that. I wasn't cheating physically because he didn't. You know what I'm saying? Not to my knowledge, but instead of saying that. But I had to drag your motherfucking ass on air because you tried me to another bitch that's also married. So it's like, you know, y'all men got me fucked up. Let me just, I'm going to give you a little bit of the blueprint and about the cowardly shit. When I fuck up, I'm sorry. And I've listened. I've had 20-year relationships, 30-year relationships with my girlfriends. I didn't talk to my one best friend for six years because I thought that when my mother passed away, I don't have no parents. Both my parents are deceased, right? So I didn't speak to my one friend for six years because I didn't feel that she handled the way when my mother died. I didn't feel like she handled that funeral proceedings after that because that's when I really lost my fucking mind and went into my shadow space. And I didn't recover from that until really maybe about a year and change ago, again, which is why it's taken the seventh book so long to come out. So when you have people around you that you feel are constantly taking from you, even if it's just your energy, it's always nice when someone's wanting to give you something, right? So when it comes to me, I'm not the type of broad that, you know, and I'm I'm very old school. You're going to have to beg, if if you want to stay in my life in any capacity and I'm not talking to you, send the flowers to the house. Send the money to the Cash App. Put the money in the fucking mailbox. I had a motherfucker try to take me off this earth and put money in my mom's mailbox for two years after I left the city. Which is subsequently would help pay her fucking house off. Okay? I told her just keep it. If you listen, my love language is money. You fuck up with me, send something. I'm going to accept it, okay? All that shit that we do in this realm, it doesn't mean anything to me. But I know men like their money, right? Men don't give a fuck about apologizing to you. They're going to apologize with dick or they're going to apologize with money. First of all, I'm going to take both. But at the same time, why would you, if you felt that you were that connected to me, be so cowardly? All of y'all. To just not even say, you ain't even got to say sorry, because y'all know I don't like sorry. Look, what can we do to fix it? What do you want, Denise? What can we do? I'm at an age where my friends is my friends. I don't give a fuck what's going on, what happened. I know you ain't stole from me. I know you ain't did nothing to me. Guess what? You know way too much shit about me, and I know way too much shit about you for us to not be friends no more. Hell no. I need all my friends, okay, because I don't have parents. I have siblings, you know. I give people the blueprint to say this is how I really am. And y'all don't believe me, y'all betray me, and then when I don't talk to you no more. So I don't give a fuck if I'm not talking to you. I better see your motherfucking ass doing drive-bys by the house, just talk to me, da-da-da-da-da, because although that sounds crazy, the silent shit does not work for me because silence is never misunderstood. So unless you just really bout it, bout it, and you don't need no extra blessings in the universe, keep it up. Cause you, I don't give a fuck. I'll go ten years and don't speak to you. And then when you think about it, how we're losing people and people are dying and people are getting sick and people are out here really suffering. If I can be bring you some happiness to your day and you fucked up, you supposed to call me and fix it. That's what men do. You fix it. Women, I sit here and I'm a recipient. Because I don't do shit to y'all. Y'all ain't never heard me say that I ever cheated on anybody, stole from anybody, lied to somebody, had them hurt, whatever. The only time I hurt y'all is when I leave. That's punishment enough. So that particular person that day when he didn't call me that day, the next day I deleted him off social media because I said, first of all, you're not going to sit here and look at me while I'm living my best life and going to the bathroom and do whatever it is that you do. I don't want you in my life if you can't even – have the balls enough to call me and say, you asked me to call you, I'm here. Let's talk. And say everything that you said in them 4,000 text messages, but I want to see you say it. And I have some questions of my own, right? But you robbed me of that opportunity when you go silent. But this ain't the first time. Like, that, that makes me feel good, actually. You guys stroke my ego when you do that. Because that means that I'm that powerful that you would rather just not say nothing to me right? And act like the shit didn't happen. And all I'm going to keep doing is just getting more blessed and more abundant and more this and more that. And you have to sit there and suffer and tell people how you used to know me. That's got to be hurtful. We make choices and decisions every day. I'm a good person to probably have on your team, you know, but I need my team too. So I can't have people on my team that lie to me. I can't have people on my team that I know mean me no good. I know, listen, I know people that would, Kill their goddamn self over me. But my grandfather used to always tell me, Philip Arrington used to always tell me, Say I don't give a damn if a nigga tell you he's going to kill himself over you. He's going to still cheat. He said, and it's not nothing to do with you. So I never take what a lot of men do to me personally. But the lying shit, the lying shit, because a lot of you lack self-control. Men, men just a lot of people in general, but men especially lack self-control, especially when they don't know how to go sit their mother ass down, especially when they have mommy issues especially when they, they, they have a woman in their life that is depleting them of finances, common sense, and anything else. So when I had the conversation with C-Asia and I was telling her about the investor, she loves it. She thinks it's great. She thinks it's, it's, it's going to work out. She was like, that's definitely something long-term because she calls me Luna, um, you know, long-term that we need. So I don't need anybody else that's going to take from me when i have investors like it just even though it's two different things cuz it's like dating and then investment it just if this person believes in me enough to give me money to go do what i do yes i'm giving these people back their money but why can't you believe in me enough to even just try to Come through before the end of the week because we have the holiday. But um, I know that that cash app is about to be on swole. The elderberry tinctures have already sold out. So if you guys need to place an order, you can go on www.716cbd.com. The cash app is $716cbd. Um, you guys can get your orders in, and in the notes, you can put it in for the pre order for the elderberry tincture because this order over 400 ounces of the uh, elderberry tincture that we've been curating for the last six weeks is sold out as of today. I just had a girl buy five eight ounce bottles. We have the new eight ounce bottles out. So guys, we're getting ready to gear up for Cyber Monday. I'm not gonna do a Black Friday sale. I'm definitely gonna do a Cyber Monday sale. I will be in Florida so I will be talking to y'all from there at my little cousin's wedding. But as always guys, we we have to as humans start to understand how other humans work, right? And for me, my love language is money, right? So, And it's not in a gold digger sense. It's in a you-know-what-the-fuck-you-did sense. So that doesn't mean that I'm always going to be bought and sold. That's not what that means. What it means is that I know that if you are uncomfortable with going in your pocket and pulling out some money to pay me for my time that you wasted, you know, because silence, that's why I could never be a mistress, because silence costs money, right? You want me to shut the fuck up? I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, and especially if I'm proud of you, especially if I'm, you know, someone that's completely enamored with you. I would never be able to shut the fuck up about how awesome you are or how good you are to me or how wonderful you are or how fine you are or how beautiful you are as a person. I would never be able to shut the fuck up about that. And it's just really sad that people rob themselves of genuine connections because of history or because of time or because, so you would hurt my feelings, but you won't hurt nobody else's feelings. Yeah, I hurt niggas' feelings every day when I'm in a relationship with somebody because I don't want nobody else but the person that I'm with, okay? I I don't see other people. Like, in my mind, like, I could be in a room full of men, and if I'm enamored with somebody else or loving on somebody else or being loved properly, I don't see nobody else. And I don't go out, I don't, I don't do any of that stuff, but y'all know I'll jump on a plane in a minute. So with that being said, I would hope that as 2020 approaches us that we atone, right, because an apology isn't the same as atonement. Atonement means I'm understanding that what I did was wrong, you know, and I've cleaned up all my messes. Anything that I ever did or took from somebody, I listen, trust me, the karma came for it. So if it's not me, it's going to be somewhere else that you're going to have this same situation. I think in 2020, because y'all know my year, my, y'all know my number is 20, means second to none. So it's 2020. I mean, come on. Come on. It's a stellar year. So even without the investor, I'm still going to handle business. It just might take me a little bit longer. But I'm thankful for Whatever I'm able to do. But thank you guys for tuning in. I'm going to leave you with my favorite Prince song, and here it is.